Welcome, everyone, to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peake, and I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. In this podcast series, we talk about something called Getting Things Done, or GTD, a methodology that can apply equally well to your life and to your work to support you in getting more done with less stress. If that sounds like magic or impossible, or how could this be stick around? Um, because there is a lot to unpack uh, on this topic and on the methodology in particular. Our hope is that in these conversations, we give you some, some practical insights, some things you can take away that will support you in doing just that. So um, Todd, one of the topics, we, we do take topics or suggestions from listeners. One of our listeners um, latched onto this this fairly somewhat, I guess, new or newly in the in the zeitgeist concept called anti-fragility. And we talk a lot about uh, resilience, which is the ability to bounce back from adversity. And I think we've we've spoken um, to some extent about how GTD can help you create create greater resilience in life and work. Uh, but anti-fragility goes a step further. And, and the idea here is that some systems, and again, they were talking about, you know, complex systems like robotic systems or whatever, um, actually thrive in adversity to some extent, or they um, take uh, situations that are, you know, negative feedback or challenging or whatever, and not only bounce back from that, but sort of bounce further. They learn, they grow, they adapt, they improve. And in fact, the main idea of anti-fragility is that they actually kind of only improve through adversity um, rather than through things being at a, at a status quo or a steady state. So I thought that was a really interesting um, idea. Um, and in particular, you know, recognizing um, the idea that challenges or adversity could actually represent opportunity. Um, so I just wonder if you have any kind of initial thoughts to kick us off um, and finally address, address one of these topics that, uh, that one of our listeners was interested in. Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. I think I think it's um it's a, sort of an angle that we don't address directly very often, do we, in the in in the thinking that we do. But I think it's so reflective of of a mindset which is um you know we're we're speaking here in in the um in the few months uh since uh Elon Musk took over Twitter, uh talked about generating an incredibly hardcore environment and if you weren't you know interested in working in an art a hardcore twitter uh as an employee then you should probably be working somewhere else also in the area in the era you know just after the pandemic of of sort of quiet quitting and there, there seem to be these these sort of two I'm, I'm simplifying to a certain extent but there seems to be this sort of spectrum on the one hand hey you know um the only way to live is flat out work hard play hard you know that's that's where truth and progress and worth lies and at the other end of the spectrum there seems to be this sort of idea that well i'm going to do what i need to do to get by but not very much and i think and i think this whole idea of of anti-fragility kind of lives more in the you know toward the uh, as it were the elon musk end of the spectrum but that said i think it's um i think it's absolutely worth thinking about you know to to what extent do we think well I, maybe you and i can talk about do we agree, right? Do we think that anti-fragility is something that's valuable? Do we do we think that we should be trying not to be fragile, right? And do we think that living in a state of of challenge, of of stretch, of you know, on a regular basis, do we think that's a 
that's a valuable thing or or maybe not such a valuable thing and then and then secondly you know how does gtd fit into all of that i think i think it's a as i say i think it's a fascinating sort of place to start my my initial you know i guess my initial reaction is you know we spend a lot of time in gtd talking about the creation of some, we talk about enabling what we call the productive experience. And the productive experience is this, this sort of state of flow, this sort of state of you're focused, you have the confidence that you're focused on the right things, you're undistracted, you are, um, you know, you are not stressed, right? You are, you have a sense of control. And that is, I think, for a lot of people, a very attractive picture. Absolutely. And I also think it it brings with it this this kind of calm or the, an, an implication anyway of calm. And yet, as I think about the clients that I've worked with over the years, uh, quite a lot of them would describe, you know, despite the fact that they're very successful people, I mean, looking at them, you know, sort of professionally and personally, um, very professional, very, sorry, very, very successful. And at the same time, um, not really living in something that you know that many people would identify as being a, a state of of Zen-like calm, right? They are they are um, they are focused, and 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 they are um, you know and they are in many cases not terribly stressed. Again, maybe that comes to the fact that they have developed you know uh, the ability not to be fragile, but at the same time, you know they are they are trying to tame the whirlwind. A lot of them. So that's maybe just some kickoff ideas in a very big and, and very rough nutshell. Uh, that that imply anything to you? Does that make make any sense to you? Yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. And I think maybe one of the things we need to sort of define here or stake down to some extent, which I think GTD helps with a lot, is is the idea that when it comes to adversity, um, I don't think anyone would advocate wanting to create that for yourself necessarily or courting that, you know, courting, courting, you know, great challenge in terms of that being difficult or overwhelming for you necessarily. Um, but the idea that you're able to welcome adversity, difficulty, challenge maybe is, is hope is, I think a little bit more of what we're talking about. And we actually, prior to this, we were uh, in a meeting with some of our, our other fellow associates, um, you know, talking about the fact that GTD helps you to not create emergencies and crises, right? So that, that they happen, that it exists, that life throw, kind of throws that at you, um, but that it's not, um, you know, that, that GTD supports you in getting out ahead of those things by doing the thinking upfront about what's come your way, um, by being able to regularly review a system that you trust, um, you're not the source of unnecessary adversity, I guess, is maybe one way that that I would I would put it. Um, but I think welcoming challenge and also choosing to take on healthy challenge, I think, is more of the space that we're that we're talking about in terms of how GTD uh, GTD supports us. So so pushing yourself maybe a bit um, in a particular direction, uh, but not necessarily living in living in chaos or that level of of uh, self-inflicted wounds, maybe, shall we say, right? That that kind of thing. Um, so I'm curious about maybe if there are any kind of practical examples where um, difficult situations made you better, um, and in particular around around uh, GTD GTD systems. Um, one that comes to mind for me as a small example wasn't direct directly me, but um, uh, a family member of mine who's a GTDer. Um, 
suddenly found themselves caring for another family member, um, actually two family members who had who had some some challenges, had an accident, um, and they had very specific requirements around medication and diet and support, just ongoing support to deal with uh, what was essentially a bit of a a bit of a, an unexpected crisis, um, and. So I was working with this person who was also, you know, kind of systems orientated and um, maxed out, frankly, right, in terms of this new thing being really uh, intense, a really intense situation. And what we discovered together is creating systems in that moment, creating routines, creating habits, creating charts for the medication and pill boxes and uh, various things around that, all of which really derived from GTD principles, even though they weren't specifically project and action lists, they were following the principles of, hey, let's figure out what the kind of the bite-sized action is, when it needs to happen, and how we can set up your future self, in this case, the the relative who was a carer, how we can set up your future self so that even if you're tired, even if you've got a lot going on, whatever, we can make this manageable and sustainable in terms of how you're uh, dealing dealing with what you have to deal with moment to moment, rather than having a lot in your head on top of having to deal with all the logistics of that. And the result of that, the net of that, was that then when the kind of crisis is over, the systems around supporting this this person that needed the support had improved, had gotten considerably better, um, you know, such that there was more kind of capacity, I think, overall now, I'd say, uh, to be able to handle the, those kind of routines and those kind of situations really well, right? It's all documented. It's all really set up nicely if something like that happened again um you know they, they'd be ready for that and you know being being an older an older relative it's good to be prepared for that kind of thing so it was a crisis mm-hmm. point a flashpoint you know of that but i think it was also a moment of potentially demonstrating how systems bringing in good systems and learning from that adversity uh, makes makes those systems that you use to kind of run your life uh, less fragile more resilient uh, as a result, I don't know. Is any anything yeah. come to mind? Maybe in your yeah. life or others you've coached and worked with about uh, getting better because you had to, in a sense. Yeah, you know, I'm reminded of the, the quote from David Allen, right? The better you get, the better you'd better get. Because as uh, one of the things that we find is that you know, as and, and this is you can understand that with a sort of a performance lens, right? So the better you get at getting things done, the boss notices, the rest of the team notices, and all of a sudden you've got more to do, right? Because because you can deal with it in that way. But I think you could also understand it in the in the in terms of, as you say, sort of practice and systems of getting things done. You know, so yeah, I mean, I'm just a personal story. So when I was um, um, just getting started with GTD, really, I was I was um, working in a big financial institution. And, um, you know, in a, in a uh, sort of a leadership role in the learning and development function. And I remember getting um, tasked with uh, a project. <clears throat> it was basically setting up a new office and making sure that the new office was, uh, you know, was capable, had, you know, had the, the staff and the skills ready to go to do the things that we needed to do um, in that new office. And as I was having the meeting with my boss to talk about it, I have to say, I had not clue one about what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. I mean, just it was a, it was a brand new challenge to me. Nothing I'd never ever really, quite frankly, even thought about much. But one of the things that I found was having identified uh, the outcome, and I did spend some time with my boss, sort of painting a very vivid picture of what is done look like, right? What is the what is the completion state? Um, 
that not only did not only did the you know the things that were going to be necessary to make the project successful start to occur to me right you know we talk about in our in a, one of the models we talk about the natural planning model how once you've identified an outcome that your brain very naturally starts to fill in the gaps between where you are now and that outcome and that did happen right i got all kinds of ideas about things that needed then to 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 get focused on but i also found that it that it made it really clear what some of the limitations were in my system and in how I was using my system, right? And, and as I think about work that I've done with clients over the years, you know, sometimes you find that uh, people are in new roles. Um, you know, let's let's just pick a let's just pick an issue that's fairly common, like very very intense email volumes all of a sudden, right? In their old role, they weren't in management. They you know they got an email volume that seemed to be more or less manageable. Now they're just off the scale and they're just feeling like they're completely out of control. And so the the world can sort of mandate or the role that you've got can sort of mandate not just changes in um you know in the content of your system but also in your system itself and how you use it. And so I guess that's a you know to try to try to sum that all up in a in a, a bit of a hopefully a bit of a a, a, a pithy summary would be that you um you know t- we we are I think naturally um, you know, naturally, we grow into, again, not just the evolution of the content of our system, but also in the ways that we use their system and the way that they're structured. And in some cases, you know, the technology that we use in our systems, right, that can also have, I think, um, have an impact on it. That's, uh, that'd be my quick take. Mm. Not so quick take. Yeah. No, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And I think as I'm, you know, hearing you talk about that, and how with the you know, with the new challenge, you immediately started to clarify some outcomes. It were just, you know, brings me back to that that fundamental thing in GTD about not having problems, only projects, right? That you that you see situations that are um, potentially difficult, challenging, et cetera, simply as um, you know something where you have a desired outcome uh, that's not yet been that's not yet been achieved, right? And, and sometimes suddenly. Uh, the desired outcome is get back to, or even potentially get better than, uh, than the place you were you were in before. Um, it, it brings to mind too. My my uh, wife and I were chatting just last night about uh, she has a friend, um, friend former colleague who's British living in Germany. So um, you you may have come across this this term or concept. I know you do a lot of work in Germany and and speak German. Um, the concept of critique fake. Uh, it's one of those wonderful words with an umlaut on the A. I'm probably saying it wrong. You could probably yeah, say well it done. better well done. than me. Um, but the notion that uh, it is a virtue to be able to take criticism well. Um, and my understanding is there's a little bit of a of a caveat uh, in there in that uh, part of the part of the culture around critique fag is that the criticism that's being offered um, is constructive, right? And mm-hmm. and I would say by constructive, Immediately to me, constructive criticism is actionable criticism. So it's very interesting, I think, to me that situations where you know we we avoid criticism, right? We don't want criticism. We don't want negative feedback. We want to know that things are that we're that we're good girls and boys and doing a good job. Um, but that actually, anytime criticism comes in that is of a constructive nature, um, that's because it is actionable. There is something to do by way of changing an outcome. Uh, putting something into your system, finding a way to support yourself in whether it's a habit or behavior change or to course correct 
some aspects. Uh, and generally, it involves either taking on an action or <laughs> adjusting one you were planning to do to not do it or do it differently in terms of the standard of it or what it is, or even to pivot into a whole other direction. Um, and that to me, that is a form of kind of kind of anti-fragility is that this critique fig concept and that it that mm -hmm. actually very much i think meshes with the gtd mindset of look this is just this is just course correction there may be still the emotional component of oh no i did it wrong but there's very much a practical component of what do i need to put into my system to support me in using this to to my betterment rather than my detriment I, I, I don't know that's no, you know more brilliant. about this culture than I do, so I, I'm very curious your your hot take on critique fag and GTD. Yeah, well, I, I, again, and it's of course incredibly dangerous to generalize about any culture, but but I, I think what is fair to say that in the time that I've lived and and worked in Germany over the the many years, um, that that there, it, what I found was that conversations between friends that I you know I would have conversations with friends, they would be much more likely to be. Um, um, challenging, right? And it was, and it was, you know, meant in a positive way, generally speaking, as you say, you know, there's this sort of expectation that if I bring up something which, which is challenging for you or someone else I'm in conversation with, that that's not a negative thing. But anyway, I mean, you know, we could, that's probably a, a whole nother podcast and probably a series of podcasts to talk about cultural differences. Um, and that was, again, just my personal experience, but I, but I think what you've, what you've hit on there is an important idea. And, and as I've been thinking about my own experience of this over the years my my sense is that it's it's i tend more and this also might be a function of age okay so i just need to put that out there but i, I tend more as i get older to just sort of feel like what is coming my way is just interesting input right so i'll, I'll give you an example last night i was in a a conference call i was going through a uh, attending a train the trainer thing about you know someone else was running on gtd <clears throat> and watching them deliver the content. And what I found was that as ideas were being expressed, there were about a dozen people in this in this, this online event, as ideas were being expressed, I was quite often saying to myself, hmm, now that's interesting. That's something that I might want to adopt. And somebody else would say something and they'd say, you know, and I'd say, oh, that's quite interesting. The, you know, that, what I'm getting at was I was being um, much more open than I probably would have been 20, 30, 40 years ago to, um, to the possibility that um, I want to make change. So what I'm getting at is the critique, if you will, wasn't external, it was internal, right? But it, uh, I wasn't, you know, viewing it as, oh, this is imperative or I must, or there's something wrong with me, right? Because I haven't already implemented this cool idea. It's just interesting information, right? And I think, you know, I'm going to slightly paraphrase David Allen, but David, I'm sure, has talked about exactly this issue, right? When you've got, I think the quote goes something like, when you've got your act together, there are no interruptions. There's just information that's that has the potential to enrich your world. Um, and I, th again, I think that might be, uh, might well be a side benefit of, of of the work that we do is that over time, we get more, uh, maybe we become just more naturally uh, anti-fragile uh, as a result of, of what we do and how we do it. There you go. Uh, I, Todd, what do you think? <laughs> in the spirit of critique fig, I'm going to challenge you on that one. Um, and yet, by the way, first, I completely agree. It's it's important not to overgeneralize about any, any one culture. I think it's just interesting sometimes that we have the assumptions um, of our own culture challenged 
when we see a different one and see, oh my gosh, mm. they have a word, for example, that we don't even have in, in our culture for something. Um, mm. But I don't know that it's always necessarily true that that uh, that wisdom comes with age, as you know, as as King Lear had said, you know, I shouldn't have been, should not have been old till I had been wise. Um, I think um, I, I have, you know, had the experience of of some some people even in, in my own life and world sort of shrinking away from adversity over time or choosing to interpret um, difficult or challenging events as events that you know deterred them from <laughs> from wanting to um, to take on you know other stretches or or challenges so um, I think it depends I think that maybe there's a bit of a, a bit of a mindset um, that that either supports um, seeing challenges as opportunities or or potentially um the 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 opposite i don't know and i'd be interested to see, hear your thoughts on if any of that meshes with kind of the gtd approach to to the mindset for me um you know one just another practical example and i'd, I'd love to also hear from you what your kind of go-to maybe some of your go-to tools are for dealing with adversity a la a la gtd one for me was that i recently was um, had something that most people would say is a great opportunity, a new, a new kind of client opportunity come forward. But I was seeing it as, uh, as a challenge. I was seeing it as potential adversity and potential um, detraction from some of the other things that, that I was doing. So there was an inner conflict of, you know, do I want to go ahead with this kind of thing? Um, and it almost felt like some of the other things I was already doing were potentially under threat, if you like, by, by having this new opportunity and this conflict of, well, I ought to, but what if it, you know, what if it's too much and what if it's not right and so on and so forth. So one of my go-to GTD practices was indeed the desired, the desired outcome approach and specifically getting really clear. So I just did a mind map. I just said, you know, ideal client engagement around, around this new opportunity. What is ideal? And just started drawing spokes. Actually, technically, I think it's a spider diagram and spokes of all the different aspects and, and elements of that. Um, and then another little exercise around kind of the casting my mind forward into the pros and cons and how would I know it was a good decision or not. Um, but doing that bit of work and thinking then clarified the project around, you know, negotiating what's possible in relation to uh, this particular new opportunity. And suddenly the whole thing shifted inside of me from, you know, this is a threat or this is something that, you know, is outside of my comfort zone and therefore uncomfortable to, okay, I know what's going to work for me or not work for me. And I have a clear next step to go into that conversation prepared to share what and how things, things would work for me. Mm -hmm. So curious, you're curious, you know, what your yeah. kind of go-tos are in adversity. Yeah. Um, and also if you think that, uh, that GTD supports um, more of that, that growth and anti-fragile mindset as we as we grow in grow in life experience shall i call it not necessarily age but increase our life experience that's behind mm -hmm. us and and i'm completely with you that I, I don't think that necessarily uh and i love the reference to to lear by the way but you know that necessarily wisdom and age go together um and i have also experience of people in my life and in my family even who as they've as they've gotten older have become more restricted in in many ways um, but anyway, the, 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 to, to answer your question, I think it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's, it, it, you know, my, my go-to, and I love, by the way, I love the idea of, of let's, let's get ourselves a desired outcome, right? Let's figure out what, what does done look like? Because we know there's magic in that, 
You know, there's a great quote from Goethe, and I think I've, I've quoted it in one of our other podcasts, you know, whatever you believe you can achieve, begin it, because beginnings have power and light in them. I, I think I'm getting that more or less right, translated from the German. Um, and I absolutely love that, you know, but it implies, of course, that you understand what does done look like, right? So what is it that you want to achieve? Um uh, speaking though about my sort of my go-to, it, it in situations like that, it's it's absolutely sit down with a blank piece of paper, very old school, and just do a a mind sweep. You know, you called. The, I'm, I'm not sure in your example you were talking about doing a spider diagram. I'm not sure you whether you'd call that an organized thing or whether that was just more or less a a, a big capture exercise. But it's basically just dump all of the ideas that I've got about this, you know, get them all down. And that brings, in my experience, it's um, I'm reminded of that phrase, it's important to see the monster, right? Horror movies are much more freaky when you have not seen the monster yet. Like the classic example of that, of course, is Alien, right? Where you see the monster sort of toward the beginning, and then you don't see much of the monster, right, for quite a long time. So, so seeing the monster, once you've got it down on paper, you've seen the monster in a sense, right? So now you know the scape, the, the, the scope of this, this rough scale and shape of this. And that activity all by itself tends to bring some, you know, some, some, um, it, it makes, well, it makes me personally much calmer about most situations, right? Because it feels like now I've got more of a sense of what's, what's there. Um, so that would be, you know, that would be kind of my go-to. And then, and we've mentioned it a couple of times today, but the, the natural planning model, for those of you who haven't run into it, um, chapter three in David Allen's first book in the book, Getting Things Done, um, is a great way if you've got something like this to give some, just some structure to your planning. It's a very lightweight model if you don't have experience of it. So it's not like, you know, you have to go through a master's degree to learn how to use it. It's described in the book in half dozen pages, I think, something like that. Um, but it's very powerful if my goal is to make sure that I've looked at whatever the situation is that I'm facing from all of the helpful angles. So I can heartily recommend that as well. Great stuff. And really, I think uh, our, a rich conversation and lots more we could we could touch on, but I think we're coming up coming up near time of how long these podcasts usually um, run. So uh, slightly more philosophical, we got a little, you know, Goethe and Shakespeare in there, but, um, but hopefully also practical or at least inspiring for those of you that have been, that have been looking at how do I, um, you know, how do I, maybe you've come across the concept of anti-fragility and, and kind of look at, well, you know, if GTD is, is talking about working smarter rather than harder and, and, and you know, relaxed or stress-free productivity, how does that fit in? Um, or maybe you are just feeling like you need to either challenge yourself or you're in the middle of dealing with a challenging situation and wondering how GTD fits with that. Hopefully this is this has been useful context and, and practical experiences from from us. Um, Todd, kind of parting parting thoughts in terms of um, how to um, how to support yourself and your systems in being in being anti-fragile, whether it's a mindset or or practical steps or or any of that. Um but just a quick yeah yeah just a quick mind step mindset thing what I would say is hey start with the question to what extent is anti-fragility interesting to you? Because if it's not, then don't go there, right? If it is, great. Then I think some of the things we've talked about today might be might be helpful. 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, and and good point. I think it's a little bit of a a little bit of an outlier, you know, and to, to some extent, but also I think there's some ways in which it was really quite quite spot on in terms of um, how it how it meshes with the mindset of you know the better you get, the better you better get, um, and and some of those elements of GTD. So. Um, Thanks, as always, for, for another rich, interesting conversation. For those of you tuning in, if this um, did seem interesting, uh, please be sure to like and subscribe and submit thoughts and questions. If you go to next-action.co.uk, you can just hit contact us and submit your thoughts, questions, rebuttals, challenge us. We're, <laughs> we're intending to be uh, critique, critique open. Um, and to, to, to some, you know, to, to whatever extent. Um, and uh, also very curious in, uh, you know, your, your thoughts about how you, how you found all of this. Meanwhile, um, from me, from, from Todd, hopefully this gives you some food for thought and the opportunity to hopefully go away uh, and at least consider that whatever your next challenge might be that comes your way could also be an opportunity. From us, bye for now. <laughs>